Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Games My Mom Found Podcast. We're coming. <laughs> you got I almost it. forgot. We're coming at you today on February 24th, 2019. Quick promotion out there real quick. Um, if you guys get a chance, please take a listen to Trash Talk Podcast. He's currently on Podbean, should be on iTunes soon. It's also on YouTube. I am Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? Hello, I'm DJ Copeland. I'm Stephen JD. And I'm Stuart Hughes. Hey, it's all four of us again for the first hey, time. Hey, hey. Uh, feels like the first time. <laughs> oh, and this week we picked Metal Gear Solid. Well, I'm the uh, European name of it, Ghost Babel for Game Boy Color. The one Metal Gear that probably no one's ever played. We picked the Metal Gear Solid. We picked Metal Gear Solid, not that one, the other one. <laughs> yeah, yep, pretty much. Exactly. The American version is just Metal Gear Solid for the Game Boy Color. That's it. Like, just confuse everybody. And yeah. This game, not, e- this... not even remotely the same story as the PlayStation one, but uh, no, kind of. Uh, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say this would be a good time to bring this up really sure. quickly. Is it was it was commissioned to be a remake of Metal Gear Solid for the Game Boy Color, uh, for essentially just a portable version of it. But it they just put it in a different universe. They changed the continuity, and they were like, eh, it's going to be a different thing. It's going to be slightly different." So. Yeah, it's kind of right. like if this you is like a, this is like a, a sequel to if. this is like a sequel to the top-down original Metal Gear games, yep. just the first solid games. Yes, this is Metal Gear Two never happened. This one takes place seven years after the first Metal Gear. I thought it originally took place after Metal Gear Two, but it actually takes place after Metal Gear One only. It's, All right, it's got but, a little bit like if you like, it's got a little bit of the the structure of Metal Gear Solid, the PlayStation version. It's got like that basic structure in there. But it's yeah, there's like a, there's enough about it that's different. Mainly that it's a different universe, and they never made a sequel to this one. None of the characters ever show up again. No, they never. So will. Uh, yeah, because they like there's like there's like a sequel hook at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> that never comes to fruition. I'm guessing the female uh, I like love interest, Chris Jenner, which is an unfortunate name now. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. But <laughs> back then. <laughs> Back then, it was just Chris Jenner was, uh, yeah, the female love interest, and they totally played up as like, like Snake, Solid Snake is in love with her, and he's going to be coming back for Chris after he finishes his mission, and then you just never hear from Chris ever again. It's just gone. Yeah. Oh, before we get too far, there will be spoilers for this game and spoilers for the first Metal Gear Solid, but hey, it doesn't really affect too much. I Metal Gear <laughs> so... as well, but most people don't play the first Metal Gear. Yeah, I find, which they should. It's definitely. Well, I, I haven't either, so I really can't say anything. We should. So we'll okay, throw it and uh, up top, everybody, I'm just letting you all know you are free to call bullshit on anything I say about this game or this series, <laughs> because in what is be- quickly becoming a running theme in this show, uh, this is the first Metal Gear game I've ever played. <laughs> so, well, the good news is that even even if you make something up, even diehard Metal Gear fans will not be able to call you out on your bullshit because there's so much fucking lore in these games and they'll be like yeah that sounds about right oh yeah the the last half hour of this game is just a text scroll basically you finish the game you essentially you beat the game and then in pure metal gear fashion the like that's like okay here's all the story yeah the last cutscene takes up probably probably like an eighth of the game (laughs) So should we just dive into the game and what, and like when you yeah, first... Yeah, yeah. Like the first opening area, I mean, instead of like, you know, rising up in the water in the, in the original Metal Gear Solid, you, you get dropped off by parachute. 
You a halo jump. Yeah. Which yeah. Is awesome. <laughs> no, actually, that's not the that's not the start of the game. The start of the game is <laughs> oh, you talking about oh, yeah. unskippable yeah, the... like twenty minute cutscene. <laughs> yeah, of alternate yeah. universe Colonel Campbell talking to alternate universe Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah, and I was uh, I oh my god, and the text speed in this game. Let me just say was one of the the minor annoyances for me. It's so slow, mm. and like so deliberate. This is and like I, the most related mm. to Metal Gear Solid it gets, though. It's very similar to a like random like foreign government that like Freedom Fighter Group has seized a bunch of nuclear payload and they're building a Metal Gear and Solid Snake has to go in and get it out like that's the most Metal Gear Solid part of the game, I'd say. That's basically the, yeah. the entire. Well, I mean, the the whole style of this game is very it gets surprisingly close to like i think the tone of the other games and the yeah. style i mean like it the, has this um, very cinematic kind of like stylized uh, kind of thing it does the uh i kept likening to assassin's creed does the assassin's creed thing which metal gear also just does this and and you know drove it's Whenever you beat a boss, the boss is going to like lay down. And you're going to have this heart to heart with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I love that. every like cutscene of you talking to this, you know, defeated boss, it's like, you know, it's a Metal Gear game. It has that very Metal Gear aesthetic of like, there's one of you beat somebody and you're silhouetted against this. I would say night sky, but I think it's daytime. It's just Most like this really cinematic like silhouette against the sky and you're like pointing a gun at them. Yeah, that happens it, pretty much every after every boss battle. Yeah. Except for um oh god, what's his face? The puppet master. <laughs> the the owl, the like mad owl or whatever his uh, name Marionette is. Owl. Marionette, Marionette Owl. Marionette Owl, yeah. Who I, I I still can't tell if that was a man or a woman. I think it's a man. No, I'm pretty sure it's a woman. Mm -hmm. Let me I think it's a woman. I think it's a man because they say he. Did they? Yeah, they say he multiple times. Really? I'm gonna but, yeah. Boy. Oh, it's definitely. I mean, true. it's also very hard to tell in Metal Gear games. Everybody is very androgynous. True. Okay, I'm I'm googling it right now. But uh, Stefan, you were gonna say something real quick. Oh, one of the things that kind of surprised me about this is that, like, even though it's like a old, top-down, portable Metal Gear game, it actually surprisingly has all the things that you'd find in the console version, like. You'd go into a room where there's gas and you need a gas mask or you'd be able to guide a rocket missile. I mean, stuff like that. A lot of cardboard uh, box usage. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that later. Well, well, I mean, I looked and this game was produced by Hideo Kojima and directed by Shinta Nojiri, who, yep. the guy who does, uh, like, the basically collaborated games. with him on every other Metal Gear game. So... Like this, this is the A team basically. Like they didn't, they didn't phone it in on this one. Like they actually just made a real Metal Gear Solid game just on the Game Boy Color. The same yeah. scripting and level designer of Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty, and the same. He was the scripter of uh, Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake Eater. Oh, and you guys yeah. were right. Marionette Owl is a mate is a guy. I thought it was a woman, but I was wrong. He's super effeminate looking, man. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now I'm mad. Really it was now I'm mad they didn't. Time. Now I'm mad they didn't go all the way. They should, you know, diversity is important. There is liquid ocelot when he starts. Oh God! Okay. You're outer going heaven. This is yeah. This is a whole. Every time you start any sentence with liquid ocelot, when liquid <laughs> ocelot starts, um, not outer heaven, but 
Outer Haven, I think, is his latest <laughs> Okay, one. you're losing me. Yeah, don't don't even go there yet, because you yeah, know. Well, I was going to say, that's when he has, like, he has, like, a, a 100%, like, female fighting force. But this early in the game, there's well, one that's... female, and she's a love interest. All right, so the game kind of starts off, like, you're, you after you're talking for, you know, like, 10 minutes, reading dialogue you can't skip. We start yep. out, you're like, I mean, cause I, I like just to walking around a little bit of stealth to have the cone in, you know, the cone where they can see. And I liked all that. You get your little gun and you're punching people to death. Yeah, I, really I tried to that. go through this whole game without using the guns as much as possible. Well, it is worth mentioning that there is a character who one of the bosses you beat and like another big Metal Gear thing is that <laughs> you never get the sense that somebody's evil. They just have this really strict ideology that they like yeah. have to exist within. And it's always based on either like this really strict religious belief of like morality or this like really, really fundamental idea of justice. And there's a guy, a boss you beat who actually does point out how many people you've actually killed in the game as opposed to just knocked out. Pyro Bison. Right. Yeah. Pyro Bison. Yeah. Actually, we'll say like, like, oh, you think you're so innocent, Snake? You've killed seven people since you've gotten here, which doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> Mine was ninety-seven by the time I got to him. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I think I killed. I... I think I killed like two people, and it was by accident. Where I was I trying was to like twenty-three, was... <laughs> and I consider was... that way too high. <laughs> I was just trying to get a freaking Nikita missile into the thing, and they got in the way. So yeah, yeah, really too. You have to do a lot of like the circling around, just doing donuts with a Nikita missile. It was it was forever before I realized you could go diagonally. Oh god. Yep. So there were a couple puzzles that I just got stuck forever on, and I just had to keep like going back and forth to get more ammo. So yeah, we should point that out that Metal Gear Metal Gear Ghost Babble did introduce uh <laughs> the eight directional movements as opposed to the original Metal Gear. That's oh. true. Yeah. yeah. You could move think in, about that. You could move in a full eight eight spectrums of movement there. But, and you can and you can sidle. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can sidle yeah. too. Oh, you can sidle. sidle, you can knock on walls, which oh, yeah. I found out kind of late into the game, but then it, I just kept doing it because it was just fun. I love the idea. Like I don't know why it's so fun to just knock on walls, but I love the idea that in our lifetimes, there was a point where everyone was amazed by the idea of moving diagonally. <laughs> oh, I can move forward and left at the same time? Game Holy changer. Crap. Yeah, my, yeah, my guy could barely, but, you know, I had a, my controller was a little different I was using. It was a little touchscreen-y, <laughs> but hey. So it made it a little harder <laughs> to do that. that was impossible. <laughs> Mike. I, this. <laughs> the special. My controller was... Ah, damn, hit the mic. Okay. You want to talk? So, I mean, after, like, I'm, like, just for part, like, you get to go inside the back of trucks to find items. I think mm -hmm. that's how you find your first pistol, kind of like the original Metal Gear. Yeah. yeah. That, is it where you find the first pistol or first, uh, where you find the suppressed 5.7? I never even found the suppressor till way later. Really? Yeah. I, I never even used the pistol. Pistol. I don't think I had any idea there was a suppressor. I, uh, yeah. I only use, well, it's a separate gun, <laughs> basically. Um, I only used it. Like, I tried not to use I tried not to kill any enemies because I knew I was going to need that that ammo for boss fights. And I was right, except for the last three, which you can just totally chuck grenades at. And that's the way you beat them is just. Yeah, grenades. grenades, grenades and Nikitas. I didn't use was, the Nikitas in boss fights, really. You're supposed to near the end, but I couldn't get it to against work um, 
the they're they're really finicky though on some of the parts of uh metal gear like you just have to like thread the you just have to know the exact angle because otherwise yeah. it'll just it's it's dumb i honestly i got really frustrated was, on that last boss i thought the first one was the hardest to be honest um, like slasher hawk yeah, Slasher, Slasher Hawk was so easy. Yeah, it was I think I, just, I wasn't just used to back and forth the idea and chuck of, grenades at him. Well, yeah, it essentially turns into that like brick game that was on iPods for the longest time. It's just like oh, he yeah, throws yeah, it, yeah. You know, bounces around, you just gotta dodge it. But I like, like, yeah, I, I just had so much trouble with that for some reason. And then every other boss, I just found out like crouching, like you could crouch a bunch of attacks for the general, or not the general. Um, fuck, who was the last? Uh, who was like the last? The- the viper? viper guy? Yeah, Viper, yeah. Yeah, he vipers. has the uh he has like the like deadly maze. Yeah, but you yeah. can just crawl you can under just that. Crawl underneath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah, it like completely <laughs> makes that fight like unbelievably easy. <laughs> I would just run around him and shoot him whenever I got lucky, but yeah, that fight took me a while. Even so Yeah, it's because you're supposed to know you're able to crawl underneath. There are a few things this game doesn't adequately tell you, which I was a little miffed about. Like that's one of them. That's also like there are desks that you can crawl underneath. Like there were like items that were just in places in the room, like that you were only accessible by going underneath desks. And I wasn't aware you could go underneath them. So I was like, how the hell are you supposed to get over there? I mean, even the walls in the compound have a little crawl until like halfway through the game. So (laughs) (laughs) that game was quite a shock to me. Black Arts Viper. Oh, yeah. No, like uh, I thought, yeah, because like crawling. That's, like, something you're supposed to know you can do in, like, the first level because they have, like, the grass and the mud yeah. where the only way you can really get through is to crawl. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just ran through it. Or run like hell. <laughs> you just ran through it like guys, you, you, like, you just let guys see you. You're just like, okay, bye. That opening oh. level, which I'd like to point out, looks exactly like, like an early Pokemon Red level. <laughs> <laughs> like every time yeah. I ran through the grass, I was expecting like the it's like Pikachu shows up. You do have a point though; it did kind of feel like that, except with colored. But yeah, the <laughs> but, game said so hey, the game hey, had the hey, uh, gold and silver had color. Yeah, they did. That's true. Pokemon Gold and Silver and Metal Gear Ghost Battle take place in the same universe. That's confirmed now. <laughs> metal uh, Gold and Silver. Metal Gold and Silver. That would work. Pokemon oh. Gear Salad. What difficulty did everybody <laughs> Pokemon play Pokemon Gear version and Pokemon Solid. <laughs> you have to Pokemon fight weapons to surpass the Mewtwo. Pokemon Liquid version and Pokemon Solid version. Yeah, uh. I'm just imagining Meowth <laughs> voicing every character in Metal Gear now. Uh. Don't do that. It doesn't sound like it'd be anything good. <laughs> I played, as always, I played this game on easy, so mine was a little different than other people's experience. Just imagining Meowth like with Liquid Oh, with... with Liquid stick now. That's right, brother. And me, meow. Yeah, that's right. Just on top of the Metal Gear. Professor, <laughs> it looks like I've encountered a Pikachu snake. <laughs> this also, Metal Gear is also the most fun game series to mimic the voices in because they're so oh, yeah. over the yeah. top. Colonel. Brother. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Liquid. My favorite, one of my favorite videos of all time, forever, is the, the video of, like, the cobra that somebody has biting that bo- like, water balloon and screaming liquids. <laughs> I just think that's the funniest fucking thing. Just a cobra bites a water balloon and just, like, recoils back and goes, liquid! I've never <laughs> seen this. I don't know if I want to, but I've never seen this. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb, but it's so fucking funny to me. 
One quid. So you should point out too that yeah, so there's the black chambers in this, and those are like the like the standard mercenaries, the Metal Gear mercenaries that always show up. Yeah. But like Arts Viper, it kind of exists as like this game's version of like Gray Fox or uh, Revolver Ocelot. Just like like he shows up. I think Viper shows up repeatedly. He shows up like three or four times, right? Because he's yeah. on. He's yeah, in a helicopter nice. at one point. Was it? Oh, early, yeah, earlier on. Yeah. Not the fight, yeah. but he's in earlier I mean, Pyro Bison is basically um, Vulcan, Vulcan Rain. I, I kept calling him Flame Mammoth. But then even the general, this might That's be... Mega Man X. Yeah, I know. These guys, all, <laughs> these guys all just sound like Mega Man X bosses. Basically. Yeah. Marionette, I hope, Pyro Bison. Yeah, they do. The easiest way to make a Metal Gear like character is just have, have a thing in front of an animal and that's a character which is is the same as Mega Man X it's exactly the same naming scheme you're like oh we gotta watch Snake like, you need to watch out for the new mercenary on the ground Nunchuck Turtle <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing in Metal Gear Phantom oh Pain. my god well the game also has uh, the like the big bad of the game is the general even though he doesn't show up until the very end. Oh man, and I was so freaking confused about the general. Like who who is this guy? Cuz like there's a cutscene earlier on where it's like oh the general was assassinated and then when he shows up later his name is in quotes. So yeah. it's implying he's not the real general. So I'm like okay, who is that? <laughs> I didn't catch that. Maybe I didn't read enough. It's it's fucking bonkers, man. I don't know. <laughs> he's a really odd character, too, because he's got some like parallels with characters that show up later in the Metal Gear series, too. So you can kind of sense that you can kind of sense like where well, Kojima and. Uh, yeah, uh, they were just like spitballing things. Yeah. Shinta Norjiro. You kind of yeah, you kind of sense where they were going this early on, which is really interesting to me. I mean, I, I thought it, I liked I mean, I like the story of this game, even I was confused. I just like the fact that, you know, like a lot like Metal Gear Solid here, he's being pulled out after all these years and not of not being involved. I thought it was really interesting, too. It was supposed to be a remake of Metal Gear Solid. And it ends up being it ends up being like very a close weird to mix of Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 all like thrown in together at times. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very basic story, but you get like you can sense where they were going. It's got like all these. I mean, I, I would say well-defined, but it's got all these interesting characters that are very Metal Gear characters thrown what in about there. Jimmy? And Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. And, and Jimmy. The wizard. Every Jimmy single could... scientist, and I'm including, I'm including Huey and uh, Hal, both of them in this, every single scientist in the Metal Gear series basically can be summed up as, hey, that pretentious asshole that just has no regard for the world and just wants to build shit because he thinks it's fun. It's who's Huey? Sign- Jimmy Harks. Well, oh, yeah, Huey. Huey, Huey that Emmerich one did... is his uh, is Halliburton's father. What, yeah. Which game is that in? He is in uh, Ground Zeroes and. Phantom. Oh, that's it's... why. Okay, five yeah, is the one yeah. I haven't played. And he is like... a piece of shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> Huey really is do. like the worst character <laughs> in any game. Isn't isn't he like a? Well, they did blow him up. I constantly. Yeah, he's just like a whiny, like weaselly asshole that is constantly lying about everything and constantly trying to sell everybody out. And he's just like, Otacon is kind of on the verge of peeing his pants and sometimes crosses yeah. that verge. But it's kind of comedic in like how unprepared he is for everything. Huey is just like constantly about to pee his pants even when he's completely safe. 
It'll be like, it, like, well, I mean, safe. It'll be in a, you know, being held hostage in the middle of a private military compound in the middle of the ocean. But like, no one's threatening his life. No one's trying to kill him. He's just there doing his projects for fun. And it'll just be like, <laughs> snake. <laughs> Things are. It's like Huey, just shut up and do your fucking work. You annoying asshole. Stop trying to call all of our enemies and sell us out. Stop telling everybody where we are. We know you have a cell phone. He actually has one of the best lines in Metal Gear 5 when he's being lowered into that boat <laughs> off of Mother Base. And he's telling him, he's like, you guys are all crazy. All of you. Like, that's not even a dog. That's a wolf. Why do you keep calling it a dog? <laughs> Isn't the base in Metal Gear Solid 5 the same base Outer Heaven, right? Yes. It's, okay. Well, it's like the, yeah, it's the, it's the same base, and it's also kind of like the precursor to it. So it's, it's like the frame, kind of. Because this game I know is supposed to be Outer Heaven, but I don't have any kind of. The problem is there's like, also like three Outer Heavens and Outer oh. Haven. That, that makes like, things a little more confusing. Oh, yeah. boy. Okay. Yeah, and I, I played Metal Gear, and I'm still confused, and I'm listening to him talk. Like there was a there was the military sans frontiers, which I'm sure I'm saying wrong. Military sans frontier, I think it is. Sans sans frontiers, oh. uh, which basically is just soldiers without borders, and yeah. they had an outer heaven that got uh, completely destroyed thanks to Huey, the asshole. And then there was the Diamond Dogs outer heaven, which was led by Venom Snake. Okay, Be careful big, where you're going. There. Yeah. Well, I feel like most people know at this point, but if I only know by accident, so I feel like I think at this point, if you don't know, you probably don't care. I I, I, I can vouch. I can vouch for that. I definitely don't care. Anyway, yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's the Diamond going. Dogs Outer Heaven, and then there's the South African Outer Heaven, and then there's Outer Haven, and then there's Zanzibar Land, which is also like uh, what. That's <laughs> one of these the, uh, things is the not hamsters like are. The <laughs> That's where the uh, the Zanzibar hamsters are that will kill you <laughs> and bite you to death. Zanzibar Land is Metal Gear Two, which we never even got in America because the Metal Gear Two Snakes Revenge is not really a Metal Gear game. The real Metal Gear Two is on the MSX, and this game right here, Ghost Babel, actually plays almost exactly like the MSX games. I, I haven't yeah. played them. That's what I heard. Yeah, I want to start on how many different fucking snakes there are. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, like even in this one, kind of one of the things that surprised me about Ghost Babble as well was that you can actually crawl through vents in this one. Yeah. So slow. Yep. It's so slow. It feels like for a game that I thought was going to be kind of like a knockoff. I mean, mean, it's made by Konami, but I thought it was going to be kind of like a knockoff, you know. No, it's made by all the same guys. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna be like, oh, we're just gonna phone it in and put out this, you know, kind of Metal Gear game. It's gonna be because I knew it was set up in stages. It's like kind of stage combat almost. It's it's the yeah. same sort of combat style as Lost Planet, the first Lost Planet game. You're gonna go through a bunch <laughs> of enemies and you're gonna fight a boss. It's it's Mega Man. It is Mega Man. It's yeah. it's uh, Metal Gear Mega Solid yeah. Man. So I thought they were gonna like. I was kind of like expecting it not to be too good. They were just gonna phone it in, but. This yeah, this is a good Metal Gear game. It definitely this, has that Metal Gear yeah. feel. It feels like the MSX games. The oh, the this isn't a bad thing. The design of it is very comprehensive. Like I loved the first two, the first few stages, because they did a really great job of like laying the foundation of the gameplay and feeling very like complete and like focused from a game po- gameplay perspective. Like it was very clear in that okay, this is a game about not being seen 
and then slowly giving you the tools, like more tools and like more obstacles, <laughs> more mechanics to sort of mix things up. Almost to a fault. If I had one like major criticism of this game, it's that you have so much shit at the end. Yeah, you really do. Like yeah. it's um, not like it's not hard to scroll through everything. It just takes time. It just like it's slows it's the game down. well, that's another sort of just like that's going to be an issue for a lot of the handheld games we we do for this show because it's just hardware constraints. All they had was two buttons. So yeah. there's only so much you can do in terms of like UI and menus. Well, yeah. I actually had a question for you guys about the inventory. Are you able to carry more than three rations? Because that's all I was able to carry the whole game. No, I don't think you can. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's max three rations. Because I kept finding them and not being able to pick them up, but I also wasn't used to them. So I was like, I was like, I, that's weird. I guess I just I used have them a few times when, when I got tired of hiding and I just would run through things. But, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I had a couple this, of those moments. Yeah, this game has massive maps. Um, yeah, which I, yeah, huge, very easy to get lost in toward yeah. the end. Like the definition of labyrinthian, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Mazes. So, yeah, like, but... I didn't want to use a guide for this game, but toward the end, like the last couple stages, I was like, I'm just gonna use a guide. I'm just gonna like step by step consult a guide because I mean, it's you, like you almost had like it would take. I can't imagine how it would take it would forever take. to try and do this on your own. Yeah. Like just the, I was just taking... the box sequence alone. Cause there's a part where you're on like conveyor belts oh, and you God. have, so you have three different yeah. boxes and like you that, can, that you delivered to different places. That, uh, level in particular felt to me kind of like a, a Zelda dungeon, which okay. I actually kind of dug, but yeah, toward the end it was like, all right, this should be over already. This is <laughs> like getting kind of ridiculous. Well, you just keep like, you just keep going through different terminals and you're like, God, how many fucking splits are there going to be? There's yeah. this one conveyor belt has like 20 different offshoots. Yeah, exactly. And, and I only have, have one box when which, I first get to it. You just have to sort of guess, guess like which direction is the right one. And then right. after that bit, you keep all three boxes, even though they become irrelevant. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish the game would say, like, I mean, oh, you don't need. I kind of like that because it was like, oh, I can I can accessorize. <laughs> you can well, say I, think I, I think I'm going to go with the blue box today. <laughs> They were enjoying the color palette. That's actually a thing in Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. You can pick different camos for your boxes, and that's it helps your box blend into the environment way better. That that is wonderful. I love it. Or so you can pick camos. I I have to say, I know like the the box is like the most memed thing about this series. I really love the box. I, the box is no. The game. box is fantastic. I, I never used it. Other than the puzzle, I never used it to try to hide or anything in this game. I have in other Metal Gears. But you, but like you have, there are points where you literally have to use it, like for yeah. the cameras. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. I used they also interested in knowing in Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain something that uh, you can do. A lot of people don't know you can do this because it's like you have to go through an extra step. You can find. Pictures in uh, like like posters in Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. You can oh, find yeah. posters of <laughs> idols, like 2D Japanese idols, and you can put them on your box. And if you're standing up, it'll be on your box like you're standing there as the idol, and enemy soldiers will run over to you and like put their guns down and just sit there like staring and drooling at the 2D idol in the box. Well, it that's makes... just that's just Japan being being Japan. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's legitimately like one of the best ways to sneak through that game. It makes stealth so easy. I do love these sort of Japanese game series that are like what Japan thinks America is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
I mean, it's what Japan thinks American otaku's are, which is it's still incredibly accurate. <laughs> like I could see, I could see people doing that, seeing a two D idol in a box, just running over and drooling, just like forgetting their entire existence. Oh, I do want to point out in this game. So after you beat the game, you get like alternate game modes. Yep. One of which is VR cool training. You get a VR training. You get a verse mode. Yeah. So I read if if you complete all the special mission stages, there's like a mysterious character. Like uh, I don't think it's I don't know if it's anonymous or who else because this game series never this mm. continuity never continued. But there's a character who makes a reference to um, somebody named Jack who is Raiden in the later games, which is really weird to me. Like that they I don't know if they were really planning to make more of these, but they were you know they had they had Raiden in this game technically he's a mentioned character. Pre uh, pre Metal Gear Solid Two, Sons of Liberty. This is before the character existed. That's kind of cool. It's very yeah. interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. I did not know he because I didn't. I didn't mess any of the modes or read about him or anything. I didn't either. It was only until like I read about today, and it was like someone. If you beat a ball, somebody will say like, uh, somebody will talk about like the character you're playing in the VR missions, and they call you Jack, and Jack's oh. right it's code name. I wonder if they had a plan for another i another a sequel to this game. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if, like, at some point they were considering doing an offshoot of, like, Metal Gear Solid games for console and then continuing this, like, 2D yeah. game for portable. I know the director went on to do Metal Gear Acid and Metal, and Metal Gear Acid 2. I mean, it's entirely possible, based entirely on the knowledge that Konami and Kojima don't always have the same view of where Metal Gear it should go no i mean hence the reason where yeah. we kind of are now like i don't mm. i mean there's metal gear survive which he had nothing to do with i don't know if we're even going to get a metal gear 6 or anything anytime i soon. think we i think we definitely will oh uh, i don't think it'll come out soon but i think it's no some point, it's gonna come it. out in like 10 years yeah i don't even know like if it'll be hey hey kids remember metal gear i think it'll just have to be after death stranding whatever it is will have to be after death stranding yeah like well, out. I mean, it's not going to be a Kojima pro- project. He doesn't have the rights anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, like Konami will make it without him. But yeah. I think, I think they like if they're sitting on it, they know that they're they're gonna, gonna they're gonna work. wait until Kojima's yeah. done his thing, get his like yeah, get his you know PR out of the way, so they don't have to fight for the right. Space. That that makes sense. Yeah, because anything point is that side. Quick side note: Hey, doesn't doesn't that Death Stranding really look like something? It certainly. <laughs> I was going to say it certainly is a game, but I can't and, even tell you that it's a game. I can't. I, I have no I idea. I don't know. They, We're they, not entirely sure. Gameplay has come out, and I've seen it, and it sure looks like a game. It sure does. There's a great <laughs> joke that somebody had on uh, Twitter. I think it was on Twitter. I saw where it was like, um, so he's pointing out that Konami is the reason that Kojima couldn't put like 10 hour long cutscenes in Metal Gear games. And. There's nobody there to tell Kojima not to do that anymore. So <laughs> that shredding could literally be anything. Yep. I'm okay oh, yeah. with that. This is this is gonna be wild. This is gonna be some like there were some touches in this game where I was like, Yep, Kojima definitely made this. Mm. Like how every time you save Mei Ling like quotes philosophy at you. Yeah. Like there's like yeah. sometimes when you save, there's like a minute long conversation afterward, and it's like yeah, that seems like something he would do. Now you're talking about Kojima the character or Kojima the developer? Because in the Metal Gear games, there's also a Hideo Kojima character. I know. <laughs> I know. I know that. He is in multiple <laughs> games. 
<laughs> I I didn't know he was in multiple games. I knew yeah. he was in uh he he like cameos at the end of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, <laughs> and I really need to play Five one day. That's the one I haven't never gotten around to playing. Five is kind of a hard game to sell people to play because I really enjoy Five, but I know I played Five and up to know going into it that you have to really plan out your time in that game because it's really easy to burn yourself out. Yeah, uh, as, long as, as long as you're not a timeline counting down to get the water chip, I'll be okay. Uh, there is none, but you do have to play every mission twice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can deal. Um, with oh, it. that reminds me about another thing about this game, which I found very interesting, which is the rating system. Oh god, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is incredibly <laughs> like rigid. Like you cannot screw up at all. Yeah, I didn't understand. I got an excellent once, and I didn't understand how I got it. Oh, I never. I did, all I saw I, was terrible. I, I looked on the wiki really quick, and uh, some of the stages have just like really, really specific uh, requirements for how to get a good rating, and that you would just never know if you hadn't like consulted the wiki. It's like, <laughs> oh, you have to only use three grenades, and you have to get this item in this order, and not kill any guards, and like just like the weirdest like conditional things also i basically got a terrible on every single on every Same. single level also i love that that's the lowest grade is it's called terrible like there's just yeah. something there's just something i found very amusing about that like most of the times in video games when you get ranks it's like a through f yeah it's, it's like it's like terrible, poor, good, great, excellent. Yeah. There, I don't know if there's anything above excellence. No, no, no. It's excellence with a excellence, C. Excellence, yeah. Just, there are these little, like, quirks. There are just little, like, localization quirks all throughout this game. Like, not necessarily, like, errors, but, like, like um, <laughs> when you're saving, the two options you have are save and not save. Yeah. Not save or don't save. It's save and not save. <laughs> It's like okay. I didn't I didn't save that much with that feature, so I didn't see I didn't see any much of meleeing. I didn't use a codec much. Yeah, they made me. Well, that's another thing. Like if you if you just use the save system in this game, where I I did not have save states for this. Were you playing on cartridge? I was playing on cartridge. I was doing this shit old school. Nice. Yeah. I uh, don't envy you. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like the checkpoint system. It doesn't let you really know when you've crossed a checkpoint, and it could basically be anywhere. Like, anywhere you've been in the last 15 minutes could be a checkpoint, and you just don't know, so you might have to do a bunch of stuff uh, over. This is also awful with, for, like, the with, maze sequences and, like, the power plant. Boss fights. Power plant. It was really irritating with boss fights because every single boss fight starts with an unskippable cutscene. <laughs> and, oh my Jesus, fuck. Like, Were you... A <laughs> It not just starts it's, with an unskippable cutscene, but ends with an unskippable cutscene. Yeah. Well, no, it's like if I keep dying to the same boss, I just have to watch the same five-minute cutscene yeah. over and over and over and over and over. And it, like, at a certain point, I wanted to stop playing the game because of it. Much, <laughs> like, uh, much like Metal Gear Solid, everything you do is framed by uh, a long codec call. And then a little bit of like doing stuff, and then another codec call, and then yep. maybe another step before another codec call, yep. and then a long cutscene before a boss battle that you beat the boss, and then a long monologue after the battle, and then another codec call. I mean, they yep. did, they tried to do it in this game too. 
you know, it's, little text. There was a point early on where I was like, um, like when I realized, like, yes, this is definitely a Metal Gear game. Was when you first land and you get called by Colonel Campbell and he's introducing like your team to you. Except yeah. he doesn't introduce your team to you first. He like says like I'm gonna call you on this codec and then you like he hangs up and you take another step and then he calls you back and then he explains the codex at him. I'm like why oh, didn't yeah. you just do that first? Also, you have to you have to memorize everyone's frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like I had to look up online a couple times which 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 frequency I had to call in order to save my game, <laughs> which if I had not if I had played this when I was a kid and I just missed that, and like I would have been screwed. I would have had to start the game over. I could definitely say I played this as a kid and I stopped because I was like, this isn't Metal Gear Solid. It's a little bit too much for me because it's just a little too hard <laughs> to like get. Yeah. To, it's like it's got a hard like entry point i guess of this is you're gonna have to pay a lot of attention here yeah this game does not hold your hand very much did you guys play on normal then i assume i played on normal okay yeah i think so i think i did too yeah i can't remember i was trying to read something about like the difference between the difficulties i know um, there's more enemies there's more I was, enemies yeah. i want to say that enemies get up way faster when you knock them out too yeah. Okay, because on easy you punch them, they die. They just disappear. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Unless, yeah. Except for deeper in the place, you punch them, then the little stars go above their head, and you punch mm-hmm. them again, then they die. Yeah, on very hard, they fall down and get right back up like a couple seconds later. <laughs> it's like just to get by them. Right. So if you want to get rid of a, a enemy, you have to kill them. So it turns into more of like a like survival horror type thing of like, oh, do I want to waste this ammo here? But I'll have this hallway free. I actually, I was able to get through most of the game not even knocking guys out. Like, literally just, like, you can just sneak past everybody, and I actually really enjoy doing that. Like, this game makes it not only possible, but enjoyable for you to get through pretty much the entire game that way. I'd like to Um, go back and try to get to Pyro Bison without killing anybody to see how, like, if his dialogue changes or how much it changes based on that. See, that's kind of tricky, because at the point you get the Nikita missiles, you're almost <laughs> certainly going to kill someone by accident. Uh, I didn't kill anybody with Nikita missiles, but I didn't use them very... I didn't use them on bosses or anything. I didn't use them in combat. I only use them for the uh, electric floors. Because well, I was always under the, like, I always had the fear that I was going to screw up and not have one when I needed it. And I was oh, going to yeah. start over. Well, uh, the game does, like, put, like, respawning ammo caches, yeah. like, right, right near by. the places where you're going to need them. Mm, I just didn't yeah. want to I was like, this will be, I'll screw it up and, and I will, like, not have it when I need it. And it's like the game will glitch and it won't give me the ammo again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird fear to have, but... Mm. I can understand it with this old and older style game. I just like, I just like, I I don't trust games. You see the games I play, Fallout, <laughs> Stalker. I don't trust my games. Yeah. This was this was one of the most fun I've had. Like so far, the different picks we had, this is definitely one of the most fun games we played. That and Golden Sun. Yeah, yeah Golden Sun was great. Some of the other oh, ones uh, made yeah. me angry. I'd like to point out this game also has a little Easter egg. Besides the Raiden thing, it also has an Easter egg to the uh, another Metal Gear from the. Um, NES Metal Gear game and Snake's Revenge. If you go, I think it's right before you fight the um, the new Metal Gear, which is called Gander in this game. Right before you fight that, if you go the opposite direction, you can find like the destroyed remains of an old Metal Gear from the NES game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's cool. I didn't see that. But that's it's cool. a nice little I, touch. I did see it. I had no context for what it was, but that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yep. It's a nice little touch because it is like outer heaven. They're still gonna like there's it's the only hint that like you know this was a base in another game that was destroyed because this I'm, is uh this is the same exact place from the first game. It's a little different, obviously, but it's like supposed to be the same the same base that people have just moved into. Right. I thought the first base was over water in the original game or somewhat. Not just five, that I'm thinking of. You're thinking of yeah. You're thinking of the outer heaven from five, which is yeah, a different outer heaven with uh yeah. That's the one run by okay. By well, I just Big Boss I know the and military I, frontiers. I know the intro of the original Metal Gear. Don't you like you swim a little bit or something in the very beginning of it? If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah. It's kind of like God. There's so many fucking. There's so many different bases that are all called the same thing. It's so hard to tell. Welcome to Metal Gear. Yeah. I mean, and actually, that actually, rem- this is reminding me a lot of conversations I've heard around Kingdom Hearts recently, <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah, there's like three different characters named freaking Ansem, and yeah, this guy also <laughs> looks like this other guy, but they're two de- different characters. I mean, like even <laughs> like whole... Revolver Ocelot himself has been in so many of the games. Like I think almost every single game. Or his influences, at least in every game. And, yeah. like, he is, like, he's Revolver Ocelot, Ocelot. Sometimes he goes by Shalashaska. Sometimes he goes by, when, like, later in the games, he gets multiple personalities and he changes to Liquid Ocelot. Like, even that one character has so many different facets that it's, like, uh, it would take hours to just go through, like, his story. So it's, like, it, this is definitely, I'd say, on par with, like, Kingdom Hearts in terms of just... Com- Weird, like, complexity. Yeah. Oh, what'd you yeah. what'd you guys think of the music in this game? I really enjoyed it. Uh, it I did too. It's kind of like Luigi's Mansion, where it just basically has the one track for most of it. Yeah. Well, the uh, the track like when you get to the power plant, it changes up. I did not. It's it's not. Plant. No, the power plant is still the same. I think it's when you get to the Metal Gear. Base. When you get to Gander, yeah, yeah. To, to fight Gander. That's when it gets yeah. like like really. It's kind of the, the same like basic the, drum tones, but yeah. it adds in some like I don't want to call it piano beats, but because it is still a Game Boy color sound system, <laughs> yeah, it adds in like little blips and kind of has a more like melodic, almost yeah. I I, I I really do like what the soundtrack does, especially near 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 the end. Yeah, like it, it it makes it more intense. I think yeah, it's it's like a good it a soundtrack. Lot. It it works for for what the game is. You know, it kind of turns into like a Super Metroid soundtrack at the very end. It's got that little like, bit. Yeah, that little really bit. atmospheric noise to it. I actually played this game with the sound on, unlike normal for most of the game. Oh sound on everything. I was Fine. enjoying it. I basically <laughs> played I basically played this game with Snake Eater's theme on repeat for, for six oh, hours. Oh, I should have done that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I have spent the last week like because I've been playing a Metal Gear game this past week, I've just had the Snake Eater theme in my head. And so I was like, I just got to listen to it. I just got to get it out of my system. And so I, I could sing it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Snake Eater. <laughs> oh, Snake Eater, wider <laughs> than a mile. Did you enjoy I'm your long elevator ride? Snake Eater. <laughs> Did you enjoy your elevator ride? 
going down to get to Metal Gear. Oh yeah, I, there were it's like just fifty floors. Just like, I actually love the elevators in this game, though. The elevators in this game are super cool. They just yeah. look so cool. You got that, that perspective trick when you're actually inside, where you can like see the edges of the the yeah. shaft. Like it feels the game it, as a third dimension to it. It feels very linked to the past esque. Like whenever you're in a dungeon. Uh, in a, in a link to the past, like you can see the borders on every side, and like it looks like you're looking down into a box. Basically, I want to go back and play Mass Effect One and somehow mod in the elevators from this game into Mass Effect One, and I'll just be happy. That'll be the perfect game then. I, I yeah, I I like the elevators. That, it was, one it was also it was also wow. very. It was almost kind of charming and also really interesting from a gameplay perspective. The fact that you actually had to wait for the elevator. Yeah. Like it did. You didn't just push the button and it opened. Like yeah, you had that, to. You had to wait around for like ten seconds. That actually happens in the original Metal Gear as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an elevator is responsible for I think one of the best like sequences in any Metal Gear game as well, where. Uh, you're on an oh. elevator that has a like a weight um, tracker on it, yeah. and you're just on this elevator. And you're talking to Otacon, and he's like, um, "Snake, are you on the elevator?" And you're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "That's weird. I'm reading a much higher weight limit. I'm reading a much higher weight limit on this elevator than it was before." And you realize that you're on the elevator with like five cloaked enemies. It's just nah. such a great reveal. Otacon, <laughs> liquid, liquid. <laughs> It's I'm a the big equivalent fan. of like Chris and Wesker yelling at each other in Resident Evil series. It's it's that <laughs> if that was an entire game, that's Metal Gear. Oh, Wesker, oh, guys, or like uh... oh, for a while I thought uh, Chris and was Sophia, like with because kind of spoiler alert, I guess it doesn't matter mm-hmm. at this point. Sophia is the one that's driving the helicopter and is the one <laughs> working general. The model. Yeah, I was like, wait a sec, I thought I thought it was a traitor. Like Chris was a traitor. Like no, Chris is just captured over here. They have the same character model, even though you see Sophia in like a cutscene earlier, and she has like, like blue silver hair. Yeah, she still like, has we're... blonde hair when she gets out of the helicopter. You're like, oh, it's yeah. Chris. I like no. the helicopter fight. I that, that was my was favorite fun. fight. We hadn't talked the about helicopter. That. The helicopter fight was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That was really fun. I like just about every. The only thing I don't like about this game is the freaking Metal Gear fight. The... I hate that fight because it's just too long. Oh, yeah, it takes forever. Like, I got so... Again, I got super extra frustrated because I kept losing, and then I had to watch the five-minute cutscene over again. How did you do it? Because the way I did it was I put C4 down where it was going to step, and so that first bit was over instantly. Yeah, yeah, it's a little tricky because it likes to fake you out. Yeah. Like, you put the C4 down over here, and it's like, nope, I'm going to step down here, and I'm like, god damn it. It does give you a bit of, like... Like, you've got a bit of time after the foot lands to still get out from under the foot. So it's not quite as harsh as it seems. I still got stepped on a few times. Me too. <laughs> I, did, I did not. I used the mines because I kept. I ran out of C4 and had to use mines. So I kept actually blowing up too late or something. <laughs> That's I what I did. Too. I got it down and then I realized that the game was spawning infinite grenades for like the. Like when it's on its like belly laying there. You just get infinite grenades for that fight. And I was like, well, yeah. screw it. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to stop throwing grenades until this thing is dead. Well, for that fight, did you have a problem? Like, I, I kept, like, it took me forever. I hit a turret. I have to wait for them to shoot the missiles, and I hit the turret again. Like, it took a long time to damage them. Um, it was, 
it took a while, but I didn't think it was too too difficult. Were you, the weird were thing you, is that it shows you you can like it. It seems to imply you can damage the back of the Metal Gear, but I couldn't okay. find a way to get to the back of it. So I think you got to use Nikita's, but by the time I get a Nikita over there, I'd be hit by a missile. So it never. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would not have worked. I don't think for me. <laughs> I used a guide for this game. Because they sent out the little drones too that like shoot you as well. Yeah. So. The drone. Like, uh, I just that I really boss enjoyed fight. that though. That boss fight's a, a huge hassle, man. It yeah. is, but I love whenever Metal Gear games have you fight actual Metal Gears because I think that's like one of the one of the moments the series truly shines. Besides like besides like the really deep introspective cutscenes that they have every now and then. Um, like Snake Eater is just full of amazing cutscenes that are yeah. so good. But yeah. like the whenever you fight a Metal Gear in a Metal Gear game, it usually gives you a really good sense of scale of you're fighting this giant thing. Like right. probably my favorite part of Phantom Pain is when you're fighting Sahelanthropus uh, and it's like it's like ten stories tall and you're just oh, a guy God. on the ground and uh, you feel it like you feel every step and you are just running and hiding from it and hoping it doesn't spot you. I feel Speaking like that's probably the second time you do that fight, that's the hardest, one of the hardest levels in that game. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You you have to go in having, especially if you didn't like, especially if you didn't really grind your uh, your combat like skills or your combat um, workshop so you don't have the really nice stinger missiles and stuff. That's right. just a possible fight without those missiles. Hey, speaking of things that are tiny, <laughs> uh, how about this game's radar? <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Zeke. Yeah, this radar radar. was so small. But it was, Uh, I think it worked because the game itself wasn't like, you know, super high resolution. Um, Well, right, but it's like to the point where like enemies and mines are like these tiny little dots, tiny little yellow dots that are at times indistinguishable from like the, the terrain. Well, the radar is essentially like adventure on atari it's that same look yeah but uh i didn't mind that for like it being that simple there Uh, were certain points there were certain points like the minefields Mm. where i just got screwed over and over because i legitimately (laughs) just couldn't see when there was a mine the funny thing about it and error in the minefield yeah yeah i just crawled the funny thing about how like basic the radar is is the game makes a point to introduce you to Mei Ling who in this game is um, basically the same like support staff technician right but they introduce her going she designed the new radar system for you snake and they show you the radar and you're like I think you should hire somebody else (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe get someone who actually got their her graduate degree already (laughs) oh yeah she's still in school yeah she is a graduate student working on her PhD at MIT. She is not graduated she's yet. She is just, <laughs> she's just a student at MIT. <laughs> I didn't know that. But I, have, I guess I wasn't paying attention when they were talking sometimes. Yeah, the your support staff is is um, Brian McBride, expert CIA agent who knows everything about like the area and has been working there for years. Weasel, who is like this mercenary expert supposedly on the same level as Snake. And a grad student. Yep. <laughs> like, and the- granted, Mei Ling is like a legitimate genius <laughs> in the Metal Gear series, but they don't give you that like the idea that she's a genius. You're just like, you're just like, ah, she looks pretty young. And they're like, don't worry, Snake, she's smart. And, like, and that's then, all they tell and you. then 
your only contact with her for the rest of the game is like saving <laughs> your game and then she quotes Shakespeare at you and then you're like, yeah. okay, bye. <laughs> Whereas in like the main series, she was she ended up like commanding <laughs> a giant battleship. And she's just like an all around good leader and support staff member. You're making me want to play four again, really bad. Four is so good. <laughs> I haven't. I've been. I played it once, but I mean, like, t- I think two, three, and four are the games that everyone's going to argue over t- until the end of time over like which one's the best. But they're all three. Just... I'm also three. <laughs> I'd say most people would say three. I think most people would say two nowadays. I don't know. Three's better. Three's a bet- way better game. I think three is a way better story. I think four yeah. is a better game. I I, pro- I haven't played four and probably at this point we're going on seven years or so. So maybe my memory is probably not good enough with four. Like I played it once and I can't even like I couldn't even name the four and the, the villains in it really. So four has a lot going on even for a Metal Gear game story wise. Because yeah. four is the one with the uh, that's the... that's the one with like the the hour and a half long cutscenes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the one ridiculous. With, uh, that's the one with the Beauty and the Beast unit. That's the all-female unit. That yeah. is just, like, insane. Yeah, so since you brought up... I wanted to talk about Marionette Owl again, because I, I was looking it up, and I didn't realize this. Like, apparently, he's a serial he's a serial killer. Yeah. Her, who joined them, which I didn't realize that until I was reading the wiki. I'm like, oh, that makes it a lot yeah. darker. Which runs into, like, my favorite moment in the game of this huge monologue by this serial killer talking about how he started, he became a serial killer because he was, like, a child, he was, like, a child on a battlefield, which if you're a Metal Gear character, you were a child on some battlefield somewhere. That's just how it works. Everyone's a child soldier and everyone's okay with that. Yeah, and he found his dead friend, Laura, all dismembered. He yep. describes her as like, I found her white thighs and her dark entrails. And he goes <laughs> on this long speech about it and then goes, don't like, don't you agree, Snake? And Snake just goes, nah. And then he dies. <laughs> like, like, it's the most like shut down I've ever seen any Metal Gear character. <laughs> it's it's a weird. It was a weird fight. I mean, the fight was fun. Weird boss. Attempt to bond with Solid Snake over killing people. And Snake just ends it with, I don't really kill people. And that's, and then the guy dies. Yeah. It's, so, it's fucking mean, hilarious. In my case, I kill a lot of people on this mission, but like. <laughs> just, you oh, monster. Just, oh, I, in the end, I want to I don't really believe in killing. And the guy's like, oh, I guess we're not the same. <laughs> it's like, this, like, I know he's a serial killer, but I felt so bad for him in his last moment of he thought he had this one guy to connect with. It's just like, nah. I really like Black Chamber. Like, I like I like this team of rogues better than Dead Cell. A whole lot better than Dead Cell. Yeah, this was a... It, I mean, this was a really interesting cast. It's basically... It basically is the same as... It's uh, close. Yeah. You have Vulcan it's, Raven, Pyro Bison, Marionette Owl, Psycho Mantis, you want to say? Yeah. Yeah. Who is Slasher uh, Hawk? Uh, Slasher no Hawk is one of a kind, man. Sniper Wolf? Uh, I, I told you guys, he's Boomer Kuanger. Well, yeah, that, that's more accurate than anything else, but... <laughs> it's way too accurate. I mean, I like when you're coming up to him. We didn't mention this earlier. Is you're coming up to him, you see all the boomerangs flying by you, but they don't do anything. They're just there to show off. Yeah. And... yeah. That was actually really cool. It's like, oh, he's watching me. And also, I like that he had more of a like connection to snake than anybody else oh he just goes into this like insane backstory and you're on a time limit like a nuke is about to go off <laughs> you think and 
He's just like, let me tell you about how I was abandoned and I was taken in by the Australian Aboriginals. You taught me to use boomerangs and my yeah. hawk will take my spirit back to my land. And that's the point of the game. Where I was like, where are we? Where is this? <laughs> this, this hawk is going to fly to Australia. <laughs> it's just this whole thing of like, like, hey, I know that like you've got this whole big backstory, but I got to go save Chris and this fat scientist and prevent the world from being destroyed. So. They never really say what country. I mean, they say South Amer- a South American country. Uh, right? it's and No, it's African. It's, it's, African. A, it's a made-up country called Gindra. Yeah. Oh, because, because you fight with the Gindra Liberation Force, which yeah. I unfortunately shortened to GILF. <laughs> the entire game i just yes. I kept reading it as gilf and i was yes. laughing so hard very um, good we have to stop these dangerous gilf fighters okay like, oh, god wait <laughs> guys guys audience take notes Stuart is doing things right yeah. like this is how you play this game <laughs> this is this is a parody of a metal gear game in the most accidental hilarious way yeah <laughs> Stop these gill fighters from shooting nukes at America. <laughs> I, joined, I joined the gill forces when I was Bocha. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. This game was... I, I really... I don't know. I, just, I also enjoyed Viper. I thought the Viper fight was, was fun. I should also point out Vulcan Raven and Sniper Wolf were the, uh, the songs of Big Boss, not Dead Cell, before we get a shitload of hate mail over that. Dead Cell was... Um, Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tons of big boss with Sniper Wolf and Vulcan Raven and Psychomantis. The and... Viper fight, I didn't realize for the longest time. Like, I was so frustrated with that fight because for the longest time, I didn't realize that when the lasers or it's like it's either like lasers or garrot wire or something. <laughs> no, one does. Like, when when it disappears, it's not actually gone. It's just invisible. I would just keep running into them and be like, what the fuck? Why did I why did I get hit? Yeah, I just like, I would oh, crawl everywhere there. and just stand up like, and shoot, and then immediately go back to crawling because I figured uh, out, I think he has a harder time hitting you when he's crawling too. Right, oh, I didn't well, know that. that also is what makes the boss tricky, is because whenever you start to crawl, he starts setting off those bombs, and it's harder to outrun them when you're crawling. That was so, a yeah, weird a... character, even by Metal Gear star- like standards, just character design wise, because he looked like yeah, he looked like a gorilla's like backup, didn't he? He looks. He looks, looks like, almost like something from like a later Final Fantasy game. Like uh what's um what's the British supervillain from Teen Titans? Slade Wilson? Slade? Uh no no no. Deathstroke? Oh god, hold on. No. It's, it's from the Teen Titans pilot episode. I'll look what? it up real quick. The uh the like super cockney British guy who traps him in his like mansion. What? Oh my god. What is his name? What? I'm confused too. What are you talking about? But I gotta interrupt you in a second when you get done with this. It's from the pilot of Teen Titans. They're in this mansion with this British guy voiced by Malcolm McDowell. Uh, Mad Mod. His name is Mad Mod. And he's like riding a Vespa through the mansion after them. It turns into like a scooby chase. Oh, he's the fucking Austin Powers ass guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that all comes back to Black Arts Viper has like the same look to him. He's got these weird like (laughs) <laughs> like that weird, like a uh, British post Beatles look. He's got like the Beatles haircut, <laughs> but <laughs> he's like he has like the exact opposite attitude. So he's kind of an odd character design. Like everybody okay. else looked very Metal Gear. Like 
Marionette Owl was basically, like you said, basically Psycho Mantis. Pirate yeah. Bison basically was Vulcan Raven. And then Black Hearts Viper was just like a British guy that was there that had his whole... He is like the quintessential Metal Gear character of... Um, there's only two characters in Metal Gear games. Characters that uh, respect Snake, whichever Snake you're playing as. They respect Snake because they love him, or they hate Snake because of how much they respect him. Those are the only two Metal Gear characters. Yeah, that is kind of the, the strange thing about S- Snake. It is very much that sort of like all-American action movie power fantasy. Yeah, it's very much like everybody is constantly constantly complimenting him. So Black Ops Viper is like, he hates Snape. Snape? He hates Snape. <laughs> and he wants to kill him, but he's like, Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. You because you're the legend. You're the best, and I know you're the best. And I respect you, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that is pretty much every fight. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's every Metal Gear game of like, like, oh, you're Snake, that Snake? I've heard about you a lot. Everyone talks about you. You're so cool. And meanwhile, you can be playing this entire game basically just, like, running headfirst directly into gunfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, blowing yourself up with your own minds. I did that a few times. <laughs> oh, but before we finish off Metal Gear, um, I want to do the quick trivia segment a little earlier when I was playing because Tiff was at work and she ran home on break real fast. Oh, All God, right. Metal Gear trivia is going to be impossible. Yeah. I only, All right, I should, bring I don't it on, baby. Um, okay, let's see. The first one is, what does Liquid say is a side effect of early genome soldier experiments? Early aging. Early aging, no, yeah. No, this is yeah. genome. Oh. Well, uh, this I is, that's what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm not going to argue with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could, but then it, the Bacchats would be a lot longer, so... Are they, like, really... They're not really fragile, are they? Like, they're, you're talking about before Liquid Snake. Probably uh, the genome soldiers, probably, what what they it mean. It says, what is the side effect? Uh, extra limbs. Oh, no, they need some kind of shot or something, Green right? Green scaly skin. I can't remember. Oh, man. Uh, Go for syndrome. Proboscis. Oh. They all have Gulf War Syndrome, that's right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I don't remember this at all. I played Metal Gear Solid <laughs> because War. it makes no sense that they'd all have Gulf War Syndrome because that's not a genetic problem. <laughs> that's, that's the weird thing about it. I'm going to look this up. Uh, sorry, I'm getting this from a group, so I have no idea if they're legit answers or not. It's like, oh, good. It's like being that, really weak. It's like fatigue, well. muscle pain. Yeah, it goes well, oh. doesn't it? <laughs> a, a medical condition affecting many veterans in 1991 Gulf War causing fatigue, chronic headaches, and skin and respiratory disorders. Oh, you I didn't keep, know what okay. Gulf War no. Yeah, I, I keep hearing Gulf War, which actually yeah. just sounds really fun. Yeah, when Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas finally <laughs> went really went at it. That kind of Gulf War. <laughs> Nicholson showed up. It was really bad. It was just... The bloody PGA PGA Open of 2018. And Mario and Jack and Daxter and Ratchet (laughs) were all there. And Waluigi was just having fun with it. (laughs) You know, they had imaginations as kids. (laughs) Waluigi or Tiger Woods? (laughs) (laughs) We'll do one more. Uh, Why do Russian soldiers speak with heavy Russian accents in Metal Gear Solid 2 but not Metal Gear Solid 3? Oh. Um, there, there's like a, there's like a virus. Are you talking about the, the, the like the language parasite? Oh yeah, the vocal cord parasites. Yeah, I don't even remember this. Like, <laughs> where, where was I? That was in Phantom Pain. Oh okay. 
Yeah. I was I was actually just referencing I was actually just making a reference to why to like the canon reason for uh <laughs> Trek, like why why the Klingons ha- don't have oh. the weird ridgy foreheads in the original series. I know what you're talking about. Like they had there was like a virus or a virus or a parasite that it's, certain Klingons yeah. had that yeah. would cause them not to have forehead ridges. Genetically. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you should mention that because the actual accepted term for when Russian is used in a movie, but it's not real Russian. It's just like Russian, like gibberish thrown out there is actually called Klingon Russian. That's cool. Yeah. The answer. But, well, <laughs> Tiffany, was that right? No. No. <laughs> you can read it. That was way off. <laughs> is it because they off? hired better voice actors? <laughs> yes. So this says because the entirety of Metal Gear Solid 3 is spoken in Russian as perceived by the big boss who speaks perfect Russian. Uh, oh, oh come on. <laughs> what about the parts that, that are... So cheap. <laughs> was that a tricky one? What about the one? parts she wasn't there for? <laughs> well, I guess boss, he could speak Russian too, couldn't he? Or snake. Uh, snake, yeah. Yeah. That was Naked Snake. It wasn't Big Boss. <laughs> Not yet. He didn't earn it yet. He didn't earn it. <laughs> well, there's a great little bit in Phantom Pain where you can like you can listen in on your your soldiers on your Outer Heaven base, kind of like talking about stuff. Like one of the things they talk about is touching a uh, puppy's paw pads. Like they're really big on that, even Aww. though they're even though they're you know they're kidnapped soldiers being forced to fight for your cause. They really like puppy's paw pads. But another <laughs> thing they talk about is how Big Boss came to be known as Big Boss. And someone's like, yeah, I heard he's Big Boss because he's the boss and he's like this jack dude. And he's like, no, 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 no. Listen, Big Boss was Naked Snake until he beat the boss and then he earned the code name Big Boss. And it's like a little bit of eavesdrop dialogue that only exists in the game to let you know who these two characters are. I just love how it's like... What they're talking about? They got their facts right. They didn't have to it's like, like it's essentially Kojima just saying like, "Listen up, idiots! Stop asking me." <laughs> and I, I think I'm gonna have to play our Metal Gear soon after this. I, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and play some Metal, Ge- some other Metal Gear after this. Now it's it's been on my head all day. Yeah, you guys should uh, nominate one of the other ones for a uh, future episode because I am I am very curious to see the rest of the series now. But Three. we wouldn't even have time to play <laughs> two. We wouldn't even have time to play Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Middle Gear Solid is the shortest, but I mean, we could, if we do, a, yeah, we could yeah. talk about after the show. We can make it work. That would have to be like a three weeks in advance type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, couple... I'm, I'm all for it, though. I will always play Metal Gear games. Yeah. If we, started, to... if we started playing Phantom Pain now, we'd be ready by episode 300, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is a long game. It can yeah. take, it can be frustrating, too. So. Yeah. Oh, God. That game is... It's I don't know so much in there. Anything about that game at all? Like, because I yeah, that's the one that I'm completely blind at. Other than I knew the fe- the Venom Snake thing you were going with, and I stopped you. That's the only thing I know about the game. Fortunately, basically, it's just imagine if Kojima had access to an open world, and that's all you need to know about Phantom <laughs> Pain. It's oh, okay. it's just somebody gave Kojima all the freedom in the world to make this giant this giant map, and he was like, "Cool, I'm gonna do everything." <laughs> Uh, since we're kind of, I think we touched on most of uh, Metal Gear One. Any any um things you guys want to mention still about this game? Uh, 
it's fun. <laughs> if, yeah. if, it's a it's a good game. Yeah. If you are a Metal it's a Gear good fan, game and I like it. If you're a Metal Gear fan and you haven't played this one, you should fix that because it's not it's not you know the same as like Metal Gear Solid by any stretch of the imagination. But it's no. like it's yeah, it's like a fun. It's little... as much like Metal Gear Solid as you could possibly get on a portable eight bit yeah. console. This is like if Metal Gear was a vacation. Like I don't want to play a big Metal Gear game. I just want a little bit of Metal Gear. Play, play Metal Gear Ghost Babble. I mean, this game uh, never got yeah. re-released at all since 2000. It only came out in Game Boy yeah. Color and then nothing. Which I mean, is like, funny because I did read that uh, that Ben Reeves from Game Informer called it the eighth best game Game Boy game. Right. <laughs> a lot of people speak very highly. Of this is a Game Boy game. Like this is up there as some of the. A lot of people's top ten. Yeah, I was surprised at the like the high ratings it got because I mean it's a good game, but I just wasn't expecting it to be so like critically acclaimed. But no, just... like a lot of people don't know about it. Like I only reason I know about it is because of the magazine. That's the only reason I even knew this game existed. I was like aware of it, but I just never had any desire to play it. And now I know that I was an idiot. <laughs> I should have been playing it. <laughs> That's one reason why I picked picked it because i wanted to i i wanted other people to experience this game and it's a game that doesn't get any type of recognition even though it has a really brand name that people know and it is like it's got that very metal gear story to the point of like it's basically it's metal gear solid metal gear solid 2 mixed into one yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense and i would even go so far as to say like the general is kind of a, the boss character almost like it's almost got yeah the boss I mean, in there we didn't even mention about McBride, like his little turn near the end. Yeah, he was oh, basically yeah. he's basically liquid, <laughs> liquid snake in his version. Yeah, he's the traitor the whole time, and he's just he's the one that set everything up. And I was so expect. I will say this game got me because I was so expecting it to be Mei Ling because she was Mei so Ling. like yeah because I was like she's so unnecessary right now. Like I never talked to her except to save. See, I thought it was Weasel. I thought it was Weasel too. No, I thought we- Weasel was so much of a red herring. I knew it wasn't going to be him. Yeah. They I named him Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember who was the traitor. I just knew there was a traitor. I couldn't even remember like if it was the general in disguise. I just knew somebody that you had codex like in many in many Metal Gear games was a traitor. I will say I, w- I was expecting it to do like a full Metal Gear Solid thing of um, like some character is actually another character in disguise. Like it turns out that Colonel Campbell was secretly the general or something. I thought they were going to go all the way with it, but. Yeah, just having McBride is oh, he's just a traitor. I was like, oh, you, you, you got me. <laughs> I was expecting way more, and you totally fooled me. Like I like the part when they talk about Weasel. He's like, yeah, I could have killed you here, but I decided not to. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah. Like, you guys can run away for a little bit. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell him you got and, you. And escaped. by the way, all of this, like this is like half. This is like three quarters of the game's story, and it all takes place. In the last half hour of the game, <laughs> after you've beaten the boss, the after final boss. After the game this is, is over. all post gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I I like the story. I like and, the game. Every, and I, I want just... to point out too: the only reason Weasel doesn't kill you is because he respects Big, or because he respects Snake so much. Yep. <laughs> it's again, yep. it's the only yep. reason this character is not going to kill Campbell and Mayling <laughs> is just he loves Snake. Everybody loves Snake, regardless of whether or not they're enemies. Yep. <laughs> oh, and I got no. I got two listener questions too. When we get to that point, okay. I do got one question. This is more Metal Gear Solid question. The Stuart might know. This is just my question. Okay. Um, it is in Metal Gear Solid because Miller's, you know, Miller's not Miller, but is he That's in the original Metal Gear games? He shows up in 
Uh, he actually shows up in Phantom Pain. I know he's in like five. A and he's a major part of uh, of Phantom Pain. Okay. Hey, Stefan, do you know too? Is he in the, is he in the original Metal Gears one or two? I believe he shows up in Metal Gear two. Yeah. Okay. I remember him. You know, you being tricked in Metal in Metal Gear Solid for PS one. Yeah, but That's he's not just curious. Does he show up in two? Because he's killed in one. Yeah, he shows up in two. He shows up in two. Yeah. Yeah. Master Miller. Everything in Metal Gear doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> I mean, Snake Eater is a even the like even the the chronological order of them is a mess because Snake Eater takes place first, right? Or it's one of the first. I can I have it pulled up or I had it pulled up. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Snake Eater, Portable Ops, Peace Walker, Ground Zeroes, Phantom Pain, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, Metal Gear Solid. Basically, Metal Gear Solid is like one of the last, (laughs) and it's the it's the first real Metal Gear game that people know. Sons of Liberty, Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance. Yeah, and that's the timeline so far. (laughs) And then Survive. Survive is uh, that don't that don't even count. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, Major Miller is like I think his biggest role by far is in Phantom Pain, and he's <laughs> I feel bad for him in Phantom Pain because he's just like ignored by everybody. Yeah, one of the one of the mm-hmm. big things that they find out in Phantom Pain, I don't really consider it too much of a spoiler, is that Miller. The reason why he's not in Metal Gear Solid is because Miller and Ocelot know that eventually they're going to be on different ends of the war. Yeah. So they kind of like say goodbye to each other, knowing they're going to have to kill each other later. Mm-hmm. And him not being in Metal Gear Solid just kind of shows that Ocelot won that fight. Because he's Ocelot and you can't beat Ocelot. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. This, I want to point out, too, that Ocelot <laughs> wasn't defeated, really, in Metal Gear. He just kind of gave up. He's like the He's like the Darth Sion of the Metal Gear series, where he's just... Like, you might beat him, but he can't die. He just keeps coming back until he kills himself, essentially. Right. I got a fun fact for you. I was just looking at the Wikipedia. Apparently, Big Boss's last appearance in any game is Super Bomberman R. (laughs) Really? Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm talking about, but, yep, apparently he's in that game. There was a... uh, Because Konami acquired the rights to Bomberman a while back because their original um the original studio Hudson closed down in like 2013, 2011, something like that. Oh, uh, and away. there was a big like last year there was a big like DLC package for Super Bomberman R where they just put in a ton of uh Konami characters as oh. different bosses. Was that the same one where they added a bunch of WWE wrestlers? I did not hear about that. I want to say like I want to say like Xavier Woods or somebody's in it. No, but uh, like Simon Belmont and Dracula and freaking Vic Viper from Gradius. And Pyramid Head's in it too, right? (laughs) Like, there's just a bunch of uh, yeah, Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head's in it. Talking about super, talking about Super Bomberman R is basically talking like the new Smash lineup. It's just you can name any character, and yeah, they're probably there. Yep, that's pretty cool. Wouldn't have to. Okay. Um, any final thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, we mainly, this discussion basically went the way I thought it was going to go because it's the way most discussions about this series go. Yeah. You can't talk which about is, one you can't, game. You, basically, you start to talk about the gameplay and then you just mainly end up talking about just the weirdness of the story. 
and like all the lore and the weird little like details and the like it just it, we just talked about the story for like an hour yeah. like yeah. i mean the weirdness is i really terrible. wanted i really wanted to talk about the game but like we just ended up talking <laughs> about the story um, the weirdness is integral to like the metal gear yeah solid, no like that uh, that is which is a pun on metal gear solid integral which that's came out chronologically before babel so i got it in there i got the joke oh in my god get out of here um but yeah like it it is that is very interesting to me that like at the core of this series is a very good stealth game yeah like very uh mechanically solid stealth game but nobody cares about that because look how fucking weird the story is yeah it's yeah. I, I, it's impossible to get into the mind of kojima but it's like you yeah. had this idea for this great stealth game and then and then just and, him being kojima yeah. just made it into something just completely bonkers like it's it's like the like cowboy bebop of games where it's gonna have these really deep and dark introspective moments of like you're gonna have moments of dread characters with, like these dark backstories and just you're finding them out over the course of like this entire series and then just like weird jokes thrown in every now and then. So it's like this crazy disparity between this really light attitude yep. and this really dark story. And uh, at th that's that's not easy to pull off. I think Metal Gear does that probably better than most games. Well, I mean, it's Kojima. He can basically yeah. do anything he wants. It's going to be funny because <laughs> like Death Stranding is going to come out and it's going to be 100% a joke game. And everyone's just gonna be like, no one's gonna have any idea what to make of it. Yeah, yeah I, be, Norman Reedus, it's gonna you're gonna see that opening bit of him like walking with the bag on his back, and then he walks on stage and he just does stand up for two hours and you watch it. And everyone's gonna go like, yeah, the, yeah, it's so I can't believe I paid for this, but I kind of love it. <laughs> I mean, Kojima. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know what it's, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, Stefan, really this trying to be good now. Any final thoughts you want to throw out about the game before we go to listener questions? I got two. Uh, uh, just, uh, let me see. It's, I mean, it's a Metal Gear game. It plays almost exactly like the MSX games. The character model and movement's pretty fluid. I mean, yeah. it's really easy to play and get into. But there's no cigarettes to smoke. I, kind of, I, I think I have a good analogy for it. It's like, so there's Breaking Bad and then there's Ozark. This is kind of like the Ozark of Metal Gear. It's it's Metal Gear Light. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's mm. not like it's not like Baby's Re first Metal Gear. It's just crisp, like, crisp, yeah. refreshing diet Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really accurate for this game. Like, <laughs> Metal uh, I mean, Gear the story line. story's not too thick. It's, it's there. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's you know, it's just yeah. kind of the well, game. it's all backloaded. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just a half hour of of text at the it's end. It's literally half hour of text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's got everything a Metal Gear game needs in a Game Boy game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's... It's impressive. There's a few Game Boy Color games I, I definitely want to talk about. Some that play the kid. It's, it's rated E for I've, everyone. I've got, I've got one or two. There is a Game Boy Color game that is on my... In, in my top three, like, of games of all time. So we will get to that eventually on this show. Okay. But, I want to uh, ask you, but I think I should wait. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, the, my final thoughts on the game. 
I mean, I, I this is my third time playing it. And I still enjoy it. I still, I mean, probably in the other couple of years, I'll go back and play it all over again because I just really like this game. And I just feel like nobody knows it exists. People don't play it. And it's just it's so much fun. And it's not not very long. It took me three hours to beat it. Did Oh, did everybody have their little score of their end game that they have? Oh, yeah, I got Pigeon. Oh, I got Mongoose. Hi. <laughs> I think I was looking at my phone. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. I had ra- <laughs> enemies. I killed 102 enemies. Jesus, man. I think I beat the game and immediately it was like, oh, I got to answer some of yours real quick. not paying attention. <laughs> what, what about you, Stefan? Did you save your thing? I, I, it probably just said terrible. I have no idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just a picture. Oh. It's like the poop emoji back in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Little little thumbs up. It gives you a, it gives you a code name based on what difficulty you played on and how good you did and stuff. Like I got saw I got seen forty times, and that doesn't count all the times I load the save state. That's just the ones I didn't care about. Mm. A few more, but yeah, that kind of wraps up what I wanted to say about the game. But I do got two questions. One is kind of a joke question we mostly answer, but we'll answer anyway from from an Andrew. So how much does the cardboard box conveyor belt puzzle suck? Um. <laughs> That bad. Say, I'd, I'd say it was yeah. more trial and error. Yeah, I, I, I liked it at first. It, I think I, it was just a little too long. Yeah. It just it, overstayed its welcome a little bit. Yeah. But I thought it was really neat. I used the guide, so I, I might I can't really answer the question. I used I, the guide I, all three times I played this game for that. Part. I could see myself having a lot of trouble with it. Uh, I uh, had honestly, I, I had more trouble with the power plant. Power plant was a. Uh, maze it was just yeah. so hard to get through especially everything. when you had to blow up those four pieces the four yeah pieces and you had to travel yeah, back and, and forth and between you like can't, you can't thir- consult a guide you can't consult a guide for those because they're randomized yep right so was we didn't talk about oh, earlier are but they the, randomized holy yeah, shit they're, they're randomized, randomi- they're oh, randomized based on your playthrough so oh god that sounds awful because yeah have, uh, yeah that's because it is and wow i can't believe they're randomized because no matter what, when you put the fourth C4 down, wherever you are, you've got to oh, escape. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. there's a lot of, like, they had they probably had to work really hard to design that level correctly so like, that no matter no, what, yeah. oh, you wow. would have a route to the exit. Yeah. Damn, that yeah. is. They start yeah. tearing People, things up. And... I don't think anyone knows what we're talking about. So, basically, what you have what, what we're talking about in the plant is you have to put C4 down on these, these weak points in the struts. Yeah. In four different places. And they're randomized, and then you have to kind of ex- escape. You have, like, so you two, don't uh... escape while the building is falling down around you. So there's like rubble falling from the ceiling, and there's like fires everywhere. Uh, right. And they had to make it so that you could still get back, no matter where in the building you were. Which is, yeah, that 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 impressive. was impressive that they managed to do that. So yeah, where I was, I had to cl- I had to crawl through a vent immediately. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like. I thought I assumed everybody had to do that. I was like, wow, this is going to be awful. Like, this is going to slow me down so much. Oh, that's kind of funny. And then the the last question I had from an Andrew, another Andrew, how does this game rank among other games in the series for you? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to recuse myself. I haven't played any other game in the series. So (laughs) So what you're saying is by technicality, it's your favorite. It's it's my very favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd put it above. Both of the acid games, and then kind of leave it right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd put it. I don't know. I'd I'd have to like say two, three, and four in my top three, followed by Metal Gear Solid. I almost want to put this. I mean, I, I really enjoy Phantom Pain, 
Oh, like Phantom Pain is just a really impressive game, but this was just really fun to play. Uh, that's true. Like that's in true. terms of just, I usually my my solid like rating system is just: Do I enjoy playing this? I, it's like regardless of whether it's incredibly impressive or like it hits me emotionally. If it's just enjoyable to play, I'd say this was really enjoyable. So I think I would say this is my fifth. Fifth out of five. You heard it here. Uh, Fifth out of, like, 17. (laughs) I would say second, probably. Second or third. Really? Snake Eater is my favorite by far. And then I didn't play Metal Gear Solid until, like, two years ago. I've seen it. I've played it. But I actually finally sat down and beat it, like, two years ago. But, no, I'd probably say Metal Gear Solid 3, then this one. Wow. And then Metal Gear Solid 2. I really like this game, but I also really love 3. But... (laughs) I can't it help it. Is three a good is just... game, though. We yeah. should say that. Like, yeah. there, it, it's just... none of this feels bad by saying yeah. this because no. it is a good. I mean, yeah, it's just a know. genuinely fun game. I mean, I won't tell you how on here, but if you're listening to this, there's Google find out how to play this game. I mean, there's yeah. many ways because they're never, they're probably not going to re-release this ever at the rate they're going with Konami being Konami. So, ah, uh, yeah, I highly doubt they'll ever do. Yeah, they because if they re- if they re-released it, they'd probably do a remaster of it, but that would just be Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. So, yeah, there'd be, like, there's kind of no reason for them to. So no. this is, yeah, I'd say play it, because this game will probably fade into uh, fade into the ether at some point. And it's not canon, so it's like it's not it even have anything to do with the story. So yeah. It doesn't, it's a whole different story. It'll be the, the forgotten Metal Gear um, yeah. on top of the other forgotten Metal Gears. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that's all I got. You guys want to do then Shelfer Box? Yeah, let's go. All right. I'll go first since I picked it. I would, as obvious, I I definitely say shelf because I I really like this game. I don't like the American box art, but I really like the European box art. If you if you look it up in the Japanese, the same as Japanese box art, but I I really like this game. Definitely on the shelf. Is the European box art the? Is that the like classic Metal Gear kind of sketchy look? One? Um, it's the one with him and Chris on the cover, and it says Metal Gear Ghost Babel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, which does is that just like for Metal Gear games? The cover art always looks like it's concept art for the game that they just repurposed, which I'm fine with because the concept art for these games looks it's so gorgeous. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they do it in like watercolor and they put so much effort into it. Yeah, so. I, I always like the covers, but uh, I I would say so shelf as well. Um, I actually, as soon as I started playing this game, I was into it immediately, and. I pretty much stayed hooked into it till the very end that it kind of waned a little bit, but just because it's so <laughs> it's so heavy on the back end. Mm-hmm. But definitely on the shelf because it was super fun, and it is it is a Metal Gear game. It has Metal everything Gear? you need that's Metal Gear. Metal Gear. There's a snake. <laughs> they talk about foxhounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it's great. Colonel Campbell. It's a great uh, little game. It's not a great little game. They talk about important characters that will never show up in the series. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the two masterminds behind the entire plot of this game never show up on yeah. screen. Stephen oh, yeah, Garcia and uh, David Parker. <laughs> yep. yep. Who are these no, guys? Oh. Who knows? Because they're, they're not in the other Metal Gear games as well. So they're just, they, they're they just made these two characters for this some, game. Some dudes. They really thought that this was going to get its own sequel. And oh, it cool. did not. Yeah, that'd be funny if that was like gonna be the big announcement for Konami after like they're not gonna do they're not gonna do Metal Gear Six they're gonna do Ghost Babble too. Yeah, <laughs> that would actually be a really <laughs> smart route for them. 
Uh, it would hey, it would work. I mean, nobody yeah. really get it, but a few people. But it would be cool. I mean, they'd be catering to Metal Gear fans. They don't want to do that. <laughs> All right, should we start wrapping up then? Uh, well, let me say, I I also am going to shelf this game. Oh, know. sorry. Yeah, yeah. just cut me yeah. off. Why don't you? Rude. I think Derek. Darius, did you say Shufflebox? You see, that's what I, you I did. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for you. Okay. You see, after um, you made us play Fallout, you don't get to say it. That's what, I that's what, what vote. my brain was. I don't get a vote this round. Um, <laughs> yeah, kidding. I would say shelf. Kind of for the like, yeah, for the same reasons. It's a, it's a genuinely fun game. It's not very long, so it's a Metal Gear game you could actually beat in like a day if you wanted to. Um, yeah. I mean, you could beat the other ones in a day if you're you know a fucking crazy person, but <laughs> you could sit down and play this casually and have fun as like in a Metal Gear game. Which you could really only do with the first one nowadays, I feel like. The other ones are too complex to like really sit down and like, oh, I can only do twenty minutes of this. But oh. yeah, it's like the the cover art is absolutely gorgeous. It's that Metal Gear like watercolor. It's just such a fun game. Um I love Metal Gear, so yeah, I have to throw it on my shelf. All right. I am actually a little bit conflicted. I do agree that this game was fun. Like there were Parts of it where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sneaking around. And, and the gameplay is absolutely solid. Um, again, they do a really good job of taking that very simple concept of, all right, don't be seen. And then adding stuff in and and changing it up and adding more mechanics. And that was all great. In terms of design, it started to fall apart at some points for me just with regard to, um, again, stuff like like just sort of more antiquated things like the unskippable cutscenes, uh backtracking uh there was a lot of there were a lot of points in this game where i just was really frustrated or when it it was just like it just felt like i was being padded out or like that certain tasks just required a level of patience and specificity that was just like <laughs> really off-putting hmm. So, like, I do enjoy it, but also I kind of didn't enjoy it. Well, we never said so, that. Uh, we did make a point to say, like, putting it in the box doesn't mean you think it's a bad game. It's just yeah. not a game that you find so good you identify yourself with it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yes, I enjoyed this game, but I think I'm putting it in, in the box. I think, like, it was, it was, I enjoyed the thing. I genuinely enjoyed the things I liked about this game. You know, I I can definitely appreciate what it is. It is definitely a Metal Gear game. Um, <laughs> if you're into this series and you want to play a portable 8-bit version of it, yeah, this is it. This is that. You will get the full experience here. But for me, eh, it's, uh, again, like, I feel maybe I should play more recent games in the series, slightly more modernized games in the series. <laughs> Well, uh, don't play this the most one, game. well, this one, yeah, this one um, had some great stuff in it, like from a design standpoint, like from basic gameplay standpoint, solid. But there were just uh, <laughs> it, it was just like really frustrating and tedious at points. And it, in the end, like the stuff I really liked about it, I didn't like enough where that stuff felt worth it totally so it's a it's going in the box but i by no means dislike this game or think it's bad it doesn't quite jive with my sensibilities actually made me think of something would you consider would anybody consider this more of a metal gear game than metal gear survive because i definitely would 
Yes. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. Metal Gear Survive is not a Metal Gear game. It's yeah. a fucking... It's just a free-to-play, like, microtransaction-y survival to win. <laughs> I just like the idea that they came out with this, like, it was supposed to be a remake, and they just came out with this, like, alternate universe Metal Gear game. It has nothing to do with Metal Gear. It's like they just took the story, and they were like, ah, we're just going to make another game that's kind of the same in 2000 of Game Boy Color. This is a, I mean, this is just, like, one of those cases of a, a company just using the license of a game just using the name well, to they sell were commissioned to make the, there was supposed to be an adaptation of solid so i don't know how like that changed but it was going to be metal gear solid on game boy and somewhere along the line they just they changed the game into like the stage-based structure so i don't oh, even oh, i don't even want oh, to say that it was like talk, i thought we were still talking about survive Oh it's yeah, survive, survive, so, survive's a total cash grab. It still works. Yeah, survive is a total cash grab. This, however, is a real Metal Gear game. Yeah. This is a real Metal Gear game, just in eight bits. Just like that's it, all like, it is. Yeah, the alternate universe, like knockoff Game Boy Color game, is more of a Metal Gear game than Survive. Well, yeah, because this had all the actual people on it. Yeah, I need to play Metal Gear Survive. I'm sure Probably. someone still works for Konami. <laughs> someone <laughs> still works for Konami who isn't programming pachinko uh, machines. Uh, yeah. Yota Suzu Mizaki. I'm sure he did something on the Metal Gear games. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, that famous designer, Suzu Mizaki, which I'm sure I'm butchering his name. Probably. Uh, oh, actually, he did work on Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> so, gentlemen, shall we? If you want to announce what we're playing next week, I'll let you do the honor since it's oh, your. Oh, yes. I am so excited, my friends. Next week, we will be playing Banjo Kazooie. That's right. <laughs> An actual great game that I want to play. <laughs> we went from Fallout to Metal Gear to Banjo Kazooie. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at the bright fresh, side, man. You got to keep it fresh. I know well, there aren't too many games in our upcoming block that stress. Well, there's one that's gonna be stressing me out, but at least the next game we night, it's not gonna be too stressful. Oh man. Well, there are no. Well, wait until you get to uh, Rusty Bucket Bay. Just, uh, just <laughs> hold on, hold on to that thought. Oh yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I got. I did yeah. Rusty Bucket Bay. Yeah, just uh, hold on, hold on a second, boss. <laughs> yeah, no. There, there is a point. Like I've played this game and loved this game. I have never beaten this game <laughs> because it gets, it gets tough. It does get tough. And I'm gonna uh, try to. I'm gonna try to. To get through, if I beat it, I also want to start Banjo Tooie because I've played Banjo Kazooie a little bit in the past. I've never played Banjo Tooie. Banjo Tooie. Do... Oh man, we we could do another one. We could yeah, do another do later on. Yeah, we could Same do another episode. Stage. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a, there's a couple Banjo Kazooie games. There's Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, and then and then that's it. And then that's the entire there's, series. That's there's there's no three more Banjo but... games after that. There's there's what? two. Game there Boy are Man. no more banjo games after Banjo Tooie. <laughs> we are going to have to bring up how there is a Banjo Kazooie game called Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and it has no, nothing no, to do with Ratchet and Clank. I've heard of it. What is that? You <laughs> how can you just name your game? I don't know to what you are referring, sir. It'd be like if I came out with a game and I was like, it'd be like if I came out with a game that was like, like Super Mario Brothers San Andreas, and it had nothing to do with GTA. That's the equivalent of this. Hey, there's Banjo Kazooie, Grunty's Revenge, and Banjo. God, I just had it. A Banjo Pilot. Mm. Yep. I don't even. Huh. I didn't even know that existed. But hey. Yeah, it was a uh, Game Boy Advance biplane racer. It was basically a uh, Diddy Kong Racing, but with just planes. 
I've actually never played any of these games, so this is going to be really new to me. It's, uh, you played Spyro? My friend, prepare <laughs> yourself. For one, yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it is one of the very best 3D platformers ever made. Like, well, I... This is this is like I picked this game in part because it is this is a genre that I'm really sad is mostly not around anymore. Like I wish there were more games like this one. Imagine if Conquer aged good. Oh god. Basically. Yeah. I'm tempted to play that cuz it's on the it's on the rare replay Please the same do venture, not. Please oh. do not make us play Conquer's. Oh. Yeah. As long well, as I don't think I will. Better than Conquer's then I'll be happy cuz that game plays like shit. Oh yeah. It's it <laughs> Manjikazooie plays good. The only, like, I don't want to go too much into it, but you'll, as you kind of see, there's lots of different moves and lots of controls. So don't, yeah. it's a game you need to play and not sit down. Like, oh, I'll come back and play it in two weeks from now because, no, you won't remember nothing. I will say, I think the move set actually does come pretty naturally. Like, I think it is actually really well designed. We'll get into it next <laughs> week. <laughs> I was thinking about like, we should stop talking about that. I'm just gonna yeah. lay the, I'm just gonna just lay this down. Guys, this, up, this episode has gone game, on long enough. Let's just wrap it up. If we do another rare game. We are not doing Conquerors. We can do Viva Pinata. We can do Perfect Dark. We can do Cameo. We're not hey, doing. Let's <laughs> by the Ghoulies. <laughs> we are not doing Conquerors. Uh, I agree. No Conquerors. Conquerors would be a very explicit podcast. Yeah. We already get a little explicit, but not that bad. So, yeah, we'll <laughs> stay away from Conquerors. But I will replay it, but not for the show. It's gonna replay it. You're a brave man. We'll or see a stupid man. <laughs> We're gonna go with stupid because I played a lot of weird shit. All right. Let's start <laughs> wrapping it up. I'll start with the first plug I want to do. Um, if you guys get a chance, please listen to Trash Talk Podcast. Um, they are on Podbean. He should be on iTunes soon. He's gonna he's also on YouTube. I'm actually gonna be starring, I'm actually gonna be guest starring on that in a couple weeks, March 9th or so of the episode. I'll I will be on personally drinking for the first I usually don't drink, so that should be really interesting. Mm. And I will yeah. be tuning in with great interest. <laughs> so please take a listen to that. And DJ, if you want to throw it out to Mike yeah. Stoney. To our main man, Mike Stoney, a.k.a. Bulby, who gave us our wonderful theme song. Uh, it's hey. called The Cool Kid Squad. It's off his EP, Bite the Bullet. You can find Mike on his SoundCloud as well as his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bulby, B-U-L-B-Y. He has a ton of great stuff, uh, including original works and 8 and 16-bit covers of video game tunes. It's all super great stuff. Give it a listen. Uh, yeah. Also yeah, want to know professional and shit. <laughs> if anybody gets a chance, please follow us on Facebook. I do post on the Facebook uh, Facebook page I made. We'll be posting different screenshots, whatever game that we're playing for the upcoming week. So that way you can have a few pictures to go with it of what the game that we're playing. It's like with Metal Gear, I did all the bosses. Just kind of give a little basis of what we're going to be doing. So you have a little background coming into the episode. I even comment in there when I'm not pulling an all-nighter for the third time, really. So please, and you can, and if we're at, and you can please recommend us. We're also on Twitter and we're on most podcasting platforms. So please recommend us to people. And let's, I really, we all appreciate it very much. So yeah. Write us an iTunes review, guys. If there's somehow a podcasting platform that we have yet to hear about, let us know. Because I think we've gotten all of them, right? Uh, like... We're on a bunch of them. I just submitted to iHeartRadio. I should I should hear back wow. any day now. Oh, wow. Um, cut, I, my man. I also submitted something else that's in Germany and other countries and America, too, but I can't remember oh, wow. the name. Like, we are literally everywhere. I'm you trying. can't stop the signal, no matter we how might, hard you we try. We might be on SoundCloud, but SoundCloud involves a lot more work, and I so I might do it. There's a free way for me to do it because it doesn't take... sync. 
going to take right. the UN combined with the FCC joint task force to take us off. Of oh. I'm trying. We are literally. I can't believe we're on. We're. <laughs> I can't believe we're putting us on iHeartRadio. Hey, people! I had a guy who's like, "Hey, I can't find your show." I'm like, "What are you using?" He's like, "iHeartRadio and SoundCloud." I'm like, "Oh, oh my god!" All right. So, okay. uh, anybody want to say where they can be found online besides the I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay? Yeah, just on Facebook for now. Okay. Yeah, don't try to find me. You won't. You won't be able to. Yeah, look me up on uh, my Whisper app. Uh, <laughs> Uh, check me out. Check out my Vine. Any more you can find stuff, me can on MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Find me on Tinder. I think I still have my MySpace account. I think because they still have accounts. The site changed when Justin Timberlake brought it, bought it because just Justin Timberlake owns MySpace now, or at least he did. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he just bought care. it and turned it into a more like music profile site for some reason. You know that thing that MySpace was known for: good music. Uh, yeah, look me up on, on the Elder Scrolls Nexus sites. Uh, gotta count there, I think. Oh, yeah, look me up, look me up on, uh, Angel Fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stefan, anything you want to plug real quick before we start wrapping up or wrap up? Uh, I'm actually waiting on my colorist to get me back some art, but I should have an Etsy shop up soon. All right. That was episode seven, guys. And I thank you for listening. I thank you for keep listening. For the people that are, really, we do. It's been awesome. Oh, I have one more niche thing oh, I could plug. Yes. Um, uh, find me. I, I am Admiral Stewie on uh, Mobile Minesweeper. I'm in the top 100. <laughs> Search hey, top 100, you'll find my name. Easy, all right. That's, we're all done. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You guys have uh, a wonderful night. We should have or... a Minesweeper oh. episode. I've talked about this in the past. I've talked about we doing a Twitch stream. We need to do a Minesweeper episode. I've joked about doing a Twitch stream Guys, no. for Minesweeper. Where no, I just this is not a joke. Facts. We are doing a Minesweeper episode. I'll finally have... <laughs> Mike, Mike, swear hey, to me. I'll do it for a short one at some point. All we right, need, you know, yeah. I'll do it. I, uh, playing Minesweeper, guys. I will have plenty of Minesweeper facts to... to <laughs> we'll play, hey, Minesweeper will play before we talk about Fallout 3. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>